ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to discuss Sir Ken Robinson. I remember the first time I heard of Ken Robinson. A blogger raved about this wonderful visionary explaining how children should be educated. I watched the famous video of Robinson's TED Talk. He wowed the crowd with easy wit and total confidence that he had something important to say. Namely, our schools were like factories, oh horrors, and factories destroy creativity, more horrors, and creativity is all that really matters. Wow, so that's all there is to it. I was suspicious. I have seen this type of blitzkrieg before. Robinson claimed that he had concocted a big overarching concept that would justify turning the school system upside down. All the proven ideas from past centuries would be dumped in the garbage, and an unproven experiment would be imposed top to bottom. In fact, this recklessness exactly parallels many earlier miracle cures, such as the antiphonics reforms in 1932, new math in 1962, constructivism in the 1980s, and Common Core a dozen years ago. Millions of children, and indeed the whole country, suffered cognitive whiplash and cerebral confusion because of these follies. Unfortunately, our education establishment does not seem capable of learning from its mistakes. Truth is, I believe they actually prefer mediocrity and failure. They like dumbing down. And if they can make the school system function at a crawl, they seem to be happy. I think that's the glorious potential they saw in Ken Robinson's Creativity Express. So they got behind it 100%. There are only so many millions of school teachers in the United States and the UK, but Robinson's speech got more than 60 million views. That really made me suspicious. Clearly, the education establishment in the U.K. and U.S. shilled for him big time. While we weren't looking, his message became the party line. A mere ed professor was knighted. Perforce, everyone must call him Sir Ken. I have often argued that the education establishment has a perfect instinct for promoting pedagogy that will damage children. I guess that Ken Robinson was yet another chapter in that sad story. That was later my final opinion. Robinson thought he could string together a few sophistries and use them to justify killing off just about everything that defined traditional education. Schools would go from teaching knowledge to teaching kids how to be Pablo Picasso. I doubt the schools can do that job. In any case, it's not their official job. Meanwhile, they are way too eager to terminate what is their official job. Robinson said a thousand times that schools are too much like factories and that's our big problem. At first you might think, well, okay, that could be possible. Personally, I like efficiency and would love to see a school as efficient as a Mercedes factory. But here is the essential bad dream. Robinson and his gang are selling. They want to eliminate the last vestiges of traditional education. 
That's where children learn goals, methods, training, rules, precision, discipline, memorization, history, and science. They learn facts, grammar, spelling, and best practice. The word factory was allowed to encompass everything the education establishment didn't like, and then the professors could push for abolishing all factories, even the metaphorical ones. There goes knowledge, and there goes the true purpose of education. And why exactly? So that all little children could be some sort of artist. I say balderdash. When Robinson died last year, I was surprised to run into a flurry of negative articles. I didn't know that anybody else agreed with me. Turns out that many people agree with me. Let's look at the reasons why. A teacher named Scott Goodman explained it this way, open quote, The fact is that I have had a great deal of experience as a teacher and in other areas of interest with the claims of people like Robinson, and my view is that such claims as his are not only wrong, but mean-spirited, destructive, and dangerous. To explain why I take that position requires that this essay be quite lengthy. This is often the case when replying to blithely uttered rubbish. Well, that's straightforward enough. Now, this teacher wrote an extremely long article, but he was kind enough to say the main point in a few words. Open quote. According to Robinson, creativity and innovations alone are the key to the future. Knowledge won't suffice and isn't even necessary. Acquiring knowledge is therefore a waste of time. Being creative and innovative requires risk-taking, but schools stigmatize wrong answers, thereby stifling creativity. Close quote. I love that. Knowledge is a waste of time. Right answers are also a waste of time, apparently. Sir Ken's theories are the sort of nonsense you would expect from people running a failing school system. I think we can all appreciate what a brilliant sophist Robinson turned out to be. He casually devastates everything traditionally done in our schools, and he proposes an all-encompassing switcheroo, out with everything that worked for hundreds of years, in with fog and magic. I have to admit that 20 years ago I had started to accept the notion that maybe history had moved on, maybe traditional views were no longer needed. But looking at the wreckage of all the transformations attempted over the last century, I returned to what everyone thought was common sense a hundred years ago. Now I think that those ideas, those traditional ideas, became the norm precisely because they did work. Those ideas were superior. Conversely, the radical substitutions were embraced precisely because they were inferior. That's a tricky insight to reach. Our education establishment wants dumbing down first, last, and always to the degree that they can get away with it. Sorry to be rude, but that's the subversive pattern I see throughout K-12. It's this love of mediocrity that is killing us. Want to improve education? Strive for excellence in whatever area you are working in. Robinson ridiculed the factory method, but it really wasn't a factory method that was making kids dumb. That's the cover story. What was making the kids dumb was the steady war against any sort of academic content, both the teaching of it and the retention of it. Ken Robinson really had too much fun exaggerating the alleged similarities between our public schools 
and the most gruesome factories. Finally, he pushed his case too far, and everything he said became a hoax. Any connection with discipline, hard work, efficiency, order, productivity, and training in the traditional sense were now dismissed as one step away from a life of numbing slavery. Robinson exploited the bad image that many people had of anything industrial and German. This worked for much of the population who might think, oh well, we don't want to be like the Germans because they followed his Hitler, don't you know? Now a second teacher and blogger, Greg Ashman, posted an immensely practical rebuttal. Open quote. Robinson is wrong. He is mistaken. And that should give us cause to be concerned about his continuing influence. In the main, Robinson's views reflect the views that have been popular among educationalists since the start of the 20th century. Views that fit the progressivist tradition. Children should not be forced through boring drills. They should not be regimented, but instead be treated individually. Education should be a more natural process. Close quote. When these people complain about boring drills, do you think they hate them because they're boring? No, I think they hate them because they work. Because at the end of the week, the children will actually have acquired a lot of new knowledge. That's what our so-called educators really hate. The thought that ordinary American kids might become educated. And you can't do that unless you make kids memorize stuff. I'm sorry, memorize is a dirty word in our K-12 system. Now, my goal in this podcast is to dramatize a pattern that I've seen over and over. The professors in their press releases claim to pursue this or that miracle in the classrooms. However, if you look behind the PR, you will see the sinister machinations. Anything that reduces the amount of mass, they love it. That doesn't mean it's a good idea. Anything that reduces the amount of literacy, they adore it. So in the case of Ken Robinson and his theories, you should know that the professors wanted to dazzle you with suave chatter about every child as an artist, while the true goal was that most students would never learn to spell Rembrandt or Impressionism or any equivalent academic achievements. The schools were getting dumber because schools refused to teach. Now, if you would like any more opinions, and I found a number of interesting articles, search the phrase, Problems with Ken Robinson. Okay, thank you for stopping by this uh, podcast. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, 
and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.